now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Good morning, everybody. Listen, let's get started. I don't know where my sounder went, but we'll get that back on. I tell you, I hope everybody is having a good day. I am literally giving y'all my first thoughts of the morning. Just literally rolled out of bed, rolled the dog out the room. (laughs) And uh, let's get this started. Happy Friday, if it's Friday. I don't know. Is it Friday? I think it's Friday. Happy Friday, guys. I hope everybody is having a great day. This is where we take time to just get some clarity of the day. We call it how to get out of bed because I'm usually rolling out of bed and uh, going into the start of the day. But I need to understand, like, why? You know, how many of you are asking why another another day? Because it's a blessing. Because you need to stop and you need to find something to be grateful for. You need to find something to be happy for. Stop being all mad and sad. And I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not the one to tell you to get over it. I'm not the one to tell you to get over. I'm not the one to tell you to get beyond it. I'm just the one to tell you, listen, it happens. It happens. And I want what happens to you. I want it to be far and few between. I know that we can commit to that. If we can, we can recognize some things and realize some things, the possibilities and uh, handle our emotions and be a little bit more present in what's going on in our lives. Things will happen far and few between and i'm living testimony if you need to look around these social webs inter interwebs internet social networks social media you need to look to find something positive you need to look to find somebody can say i'm a survivor i'm a survivor let me tell you honey and uh so what we like to do and i'm gonna i'm you know at the beginning of this thing i have to jump on here and make sure we land it we already didn't have our audio right this morning but that's neither here nor there but we'll get that um but i want to go out here and start a couple of watch parties because and i'm going to say to you if you like how to get out of bed if you've heard it before um you've probably shared it with some friends and things like that just don't let this die with you good stuff too many times especially on the internet we let the good stuff die with us we don't hit that like button that share button i know platforms well and ain't nobody complaining about that but zuckerberg uh, nobody's complaining about us, uh, enjoying ourselves on the internet, but Zuckerberg, I don't know what he had in mind, but anyway, let me see. I'm going to get a watch party started. Um, unbeknownst to him. So listen, what we do is we talk about what we subscribe to. I subscribe to a blank page each and every day. I subscribe to a journal. I subscribe to going to bed at night leaving nothing undone, unsaid, um, unhandled. I don't like waking up the next day. Cause I, I lived that life. I lived that life where I said, Oh, I got time. I got time. I could do this tomorrow. I could do this next day. I could do this later. I've done that. You've done that. Let me see. Let me leave this watch party and get another one started here. Um, we've all done it, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that on the other side of that, there's another side. <laughs> On the other side of that, there is another side of that. It's called being prepared, uh, being present, um, being, having understanding, living with truth, honesty, and transparency. And that takes time. Yesterday, I, I did another thing. Um, 
not necessarily out of my comfort zone. I was trying to get back into my comfort zone because there are a number of things that I am very comfortable with. And I, for me, some of the things that I have gone through have brought me out of my comfort zone. Like, you know, live streaming. That's, that I've been live streaming for 20 years. It's been nothing to go live, right? But it, there's some things that have gone on in my life that put a couple of doubts here and there. And have we talked about that? Have we, have we talked specifically about doubts? Let's talk about that. I'm going to write that at the top, right? Let's put no doubt. No doubt. Because I, I like to, when I come back to review these things, I want to be able to look at, you know, um, the other side of things like doubts, but no doubts. How do, I don't want to talk, I don't want to get on here and talk about how much we doubt ourselves because there's a massive audience that we can have that conversation with. I want to get on here and I want to talk about how to have no doubts, how to stop. How to, I'm, I don't even know the word. So we talked about yesterday. Uh, about language, how important language was and how in the English language, we have so many words and as Texas still is clean coming in. Um, we have so many words that speak negative languages that other languages in other countries, they don't have, they don't have all this language. I, I, I love watching um, movies from around the world. I love watching movies from around the world. And I know oftentimes I hear people say, yeah, I'm going to use my mute button and do Okay, sorry, I really got a frog in my throat and I was like, I need to cough and I'm not going to, I realized I have a mute button now, so I have a dump button. Um, but I keep hearing that other languages, other countries, other worlds don't have as many languages for negativity as we have. You know, we have got the words to tear people down. We've got the language, we've got the words, got the tongue to do that and we don't mind using it and especially in social media where everybody has a voice everybody has an audience and a following and all those kinds of things and it's so hard out here trying to scroll to find the good tribe the nice tribe and all those kinds of things you know and if it does happen it's such a fleeting moment that it just doesn't last long enough so I'm going to write down comfort zone again because we did a day talking about comfort zone and I did it because I had a friend Every every time she would do something for herself, she would always talk about it brought her out of her comfort zone. And I'm like, well, what's in you? What's going on in your comfort zone? Because everything that seems to be of joy and about joy, write that down, joy. Okay, I'm going to go back and explain to you why I say write that down. Everything that seemed to be about joy, she kept saying was out of her comfort zone. I'm trying to get back to joy. I'm trying to get back to being productive. I'm trying to get back to being creative. I'm trying to get back into my comfort zone. Your comfort zone should be where the majority of the time you have to exist in a place. That should be your comfort zone. And this world requires us to exist so many places in our days that it, I, let me tell you, I remember how I could count the hours in my day that I used to be happy or I used to, you know, allow myself not to be frustrated. I used to wait for those. If you are like me having to wait for that time of day, you know, and I just remember like, whoa, I can't live like this. I got to It's got to be more than this. And I understand I've got to deal with some things. I understand there's got to be work. There's got to be the hustle. There's got to be making the money, the jobs and all that kind of stuff, the responsibility, the bills, you know, but at the, can we do some of this at the same time? I used to love that song came out. I don't know what the words were to that song. All I know is he used to say at the same time, at the same damn time, right? 
Can I be productive and happy at the same time? Can I work and be happy at the same time? And I know there are a lot of jobs out there that don't want you to be happy with what you're doing. Come on now. There's so many forces uh, pushing against us to, to just be happy. It's like, it's insane. But okay, so let me go back to a little bit of the backstory in case you share this with a friend. Um, one of the reasons I said, I, we talk about what we subscribe to is I subscribe to a journaling moment. Um, cause I found out, Hey, it works. I love opening this journal. I'm halfway through it. Each one, each day is a page. And I, and I literally jot down keywords. As I said, some people take copious notes. It's a two way conversation. I'm, it's a podcast that I'm recording, but I do it in a live environment so that I can have your feedback. So I can share what your experiences and successes have been. Um, so some people love it. they come in, they come into the podcast, they come into the broadcast and they just kind of hang out. You know, they want some noise, white noise, you know, in the morning when they're in their commute or starting their day. Some of you on the West Coast way early. Some of you beyond that and around the world, no time zones. I, myself, am literally just waking up. This is the first thing that I do. Well, second, maybe third. But anyway, um, it's the first transient thoughts, if that's the word, if I can say that thing that I, that I'm doing. Good morning, glory. Right. And, uh, so it's one of the first things that, that I do. And I'm literally talking myself up out of bed and some days in the very first beginnings of these started kind of, you know, iffy, dark, gloomy kind of thing. It's like, okay, heavy anxiety days, then a little bit of depression. Um, but one of the things that I find that gets me beyond that and into my comfort zone is being productive. There is nothing that stirs your mind, heart, and soul more than being productive. One thing on my agenda today is to go to the gym because let me tell you, I've started carrying a little extra weight, being the food blocker, cooking all this food. Man, I tell you yesterday, we were trying to figure out what to eat. We had so many leftovers in the fridge it was insane and we were I literally was about to cook and I'm like no 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 find something in this house to eat um so I'm gonna go get my walk on and it's time to go into the gym now because the temperatures have soared beyond belief um so no more walking outside can't stay hydrated enough speaking of hydrated I'm gonna grab my lemonade and sip on that while we have this conversation so so you'll understand with those kind of goals on myself this morning, there's plenty of room to doubt. Like I could let a lot of stuff slip in and that's what we do. We let too much slip in, deter and discourage us. Let me see them write that down. D E T E R D I. Come on y'all. I have to talk through my spelling or I go back and look at my notes like, what was I saying? We let, oh, oh, here come the D words again. Something about the D words. Let's just write, let me write down determined because this is getting kind of gloomy here, right? Be determined. Be, I'm determined because I got this little ache from standing in the kitchen. It goes down my leg or comes up my legs. It seems like it's kind of, my ankle is kind of, and I, I'm one of those people, I'm not trying to be walking around in a boot, Right. Um, but I got this little twinge and it came from standing in the kitchen 
and I had not put down the mats and things. Because you guys know I did a mega broadcast yesterday. You know what I was doing? I was sitting, not standing. Even though not, <laughs> I got so mad at myself because um, I couldn't get the shot that I wanted from sitting. I really wanted another shot, but I knew it was going to be a marathon because I needed to cycle through a couple of time zones. And I'm like, I can't stand in this kitchen. I will be in too much pain if I do that. So I couldn't really get the shot that I wanted. Uh, I had to play around with the shot before I went live. Y'all had to play around with that shot like forever. And I was, I was doubting it and I was about to be discouraged. I was about to become discouraged of doing it. And I'm like, no, you've got to do it. Just push the button. Sometimes I just go, just push the button because we, let me put my glass down so I can write. My book is a little bit away from me. We, we don't know what people expect, expectation. Now we know that we know what our reputation or expectation, reputation. We've come, we've, we've had this conversation. I'm looking at the words now because people, you don't, you have your own expectations. And one of the things is like, Yolanda, you know, People don't know what to expect of this. You've not done this kind of stream before in a while, rather. And so whatever it is that I put out there is it. That doesn't mean that I want it to be mediocre. Run write that down. That doesn't mean we, we definitely had this. This is a review. Okay. I didn't want it to be mediocre. I wanted it to be of a certain level because I know for me, if I do it while I want to see the growth, uh oh, gotta have the growth on there. While I want to see the growth, I want it to be, um, I want it done well because if anything that I'm going to do, I'm probably going to do with some level of consistency, meaning I'm going to do it again now. And I don't want to do it the first time. And then the second time it looks altogether different because I know as far as marketing and branding, you know, you need to look for me. Like say, for instance, the, the how to get out of bed, you're scrolling through your timeline. You recognize that thumbnail. Oh, how to get out of bed is on. Let me jump in. Let me listen. Let me get, learn something, gain something, give something, serve somebody, you know, hello there. Is that Chris, Chris Seidler, um, uh, Seidler, Seidler, help me out. Um, so I didn't want to do it because I know based on what I'm going to, I'm based on the product that I'm working with at the time, I need to set precedence. Uh Oh, there we go. Precedence, right? Sometimes what we're doing, y'all, we're setting precedence and we don't do enough. We don't do enough to set precedence. We don't do enough to say, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm determined to do. This is what I was born to do. We don't do that. It's too many of us, 60%, just trying to ride and hang the hanger-ons, right? Like, I remember I used to, back in the day, in my early blogging days, I used to blog about the music industry. You know, music was booming in, in, in Atlanta. You know, it was it was the thing in Atlanta. Um, and so... I used to have to go to all these open mics. If you want to, you know, catch your artists on the rise and looking for who really had a little buzz and who had a following and who was really doing this, that, and the other. Most of the people we know today used to have open mics all over the place. I enjoy the variety of your content, cooking, motivation, etc. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to try to get a screenshot without destroying <laughs> the whole broadcast. There we go. Got it. Um, because that's what I'm saying is like people know that my content has 
a little bit of variety. I tell and I set that expectation. When you go down my timeline, you're going to see the variety. You're going to see the motor, the inspiration waking up podcast. You're going to see the Tuesday leading women podcast. You're going to see cooking and, and you have to get people to understand that I'm a full on channel, right? When you watching television and, and you have to let people know this is what, what are you strive that? What are you striving for? Write that down. Striving for. That's what I'm striving for. Exactly that right there. Because on the flip side of that, you could have said I'm all over the place. Right? When I used to manage uh, my website, people used to think it was um, parallel to, and it was, considering the energy and work that I put into it, is one of the local papers. They like, whoa, you know, because I covered everything. Not everything. I had my lanes, but... It was different from most of the blogs that you read where a lot of people, they stick with the one thing and it's usually there, you know, them and they're doing this. I I literally wanted a media outlet, right? I really was running a media outlet. What I strived for, I achieved. Write that down, achieved. Those things that I, and, and I heard my mother say amen when I said that, bless her, bless her soul, uh, because I just... If I started something, I was determined to finish it. And I know I'm not, that's a lie. I was never really determined to finish it. I was determined to be consistent with it. I never knew what the finish was, right? I would try to set an exit strategy to some of these things. But a lot of times, honey, we are pushed out rather than we, because we've tried to, we fit, that becomes our comfort zone. And we oftentimes don't want these things to end. Like I literally had to make a determination. It's like, listen, this blog site, you know, it's starting to stress you out. It's dealing with GoDaddy, dealing with the changes, the hacking and all these things that was going on. I'm like, this can't, this, this is not, this can't live forever. There's nothing I can do to cause this to live forever. It's becoming too much work. Uh, technology is changing. Um, there's too many variations in this in this website. It's it's too much work to go back and have to fix things because I had 16 years. I think at the time I was like 15, 16 years of. of I think it's 16 years. Yeah, it was literally 16 years of, of of work, and they apparently did not have. Let's see. It's not as compelling to come back and listen again and again when it's always the same. Exactly. So you have to, but you have to let people know that. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I got a, I got a new mute button. And y'all don't have to listen to all that hacking. I'm more than hacking anymore. But you have to let people know. You get a chance to set that. And what I'm here to let you know, all of us, is that we have the opportunity to define what people should expect of us, what we should expect of ourselves. And when we end up in moments of anxiety or moments of depression, we're dwelling on the wrong thing, right? What define and dwell. I told y'all this is a, F, a D word morning. Define and don't dwell. I'm gonna say don't dwell. Because that's what's going on with us. Um, and I work, you already know I work with a number of people. And, and they come to me for suggestions all, all day long on how to do this and how to do that. And I tell them how to do it, which is easy. The easy part of life is how to do something. There are answers out there everywhere. And they'll, and they'll, they'll say, well, I, my goal is this. I really want to do this. And I tell them how easy it is to do that. And they deny it. 
Write that down. Deny it because they cannot believe. No way. They can't fathom that choices and decisions are so simple. Choices and decisions are so simple. You make the decision right there, then, and in the moment. It's either yes or no. Here's how you do it, right? And they real and they think because what they in within their minds, the people that they're trying to become like, they think those people are working extra hard. Let me tell you, it's easy doing the right thing. It's so absolutely easy because you don't have to consider a whole bunch of parameters. You don't have to consider what people think. That whole unbothered life that I'm trying to get to, it's not, it's not, it's not difficult. It's not hard. Right. And it's funny that there are only a select few y'all. There are only a select few that get to live like that because they just simply do what's needed. What's necessary. What's necessary. Write that down. Necessary y'all. Let me tell y'all. When we talk about what's necessary base versus what we've built up in our heads as far as obstacles, as far as things we need to surrender to or things we need to overcome. When you think about doing what's necessary, one of the things that we learned about in my household, when my mom uh, got sick and then we had to designate a person, you know, two or three of us, we had to designate, change up our routine. We had to change up what work looks like because we had a different priority, right? And we realized that, wow, we all up in here together. We haven't been working together on things. We could have been accomplishing a whole lot more because when it came down to the point we only could do what was necessary, we were like, we have a whole different outlook on life today. It's like, wait, we don't need all of this? We can actually, you know, we can actually downsize. Wait, we don't all need to bring this in or that in, the income, the um, the problems. We don't need to have all of these things that we, all this money that's going out of the door we're paying for. Wait, we can actually live without some of these things. We can survive this We can by just doing what's necessary. When we sat down as a family and wrote down, okay, what was necessary? Okay, well, I've got to have this and I've got to do that. I need this and I want that and da 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 and all this other kind of stuff. And we were like, oh my God, you know, that whole keeping up with the Joneses. And I mean, let me tell you now, there are some things that we need to do as a society that's not necessarily about keeping up with the Joneses, but just as a society, hello, Luther came in, just as a society, um, trying to keep up with what's going on in society, honey, it's like, that's why we don't have our sanity now. The one thing that we found was we found our sanity, we found our joy, we found our happiness, we found things that were more important. We spend uh, the time that we spend together now. It's like wait, because we we at, during that time during before that time we rarely saw each other. Everybody was coming and going. You know there was no sit down have a family meal. It's like hey, you know I'm like the life that this struggle this trauma brought us through and to. Is absolutely amazing because now it's like, is that really necessary? Is that really necessary? But the e doing the right thing, oh my god! And I, and you know how people say, man, I wish I knew then what I know now. I'm sorry, y'all. That it, it that's just how it happens. Because, and it's not that people don't tell us; it's that we don't listen. You don't listen, and you will not pay attention until it is necessary. 
you won't listen, you won't pay attention. Things that I've said and come on in, like I said, each and every day, and pretty much I do. A lot of these words, we write them down several times, don't we? And thank you, uh, Glory, for inviting them. We write these things down several times. Many of these words are in doubts. You know, we've dealt with doubts. We've dealt with comfort zone. We talk about joy. We talk about things that deter our joy, discourage us, how to remain deter- determined, uh, living up to expectations and our reputation. What was this other one I wrote? See, I told you I would get mediocre and try not to be mediocre, experiencing our growth, setting precedence, right? Uh, it looks like I wrote starving, but I think it's striving. <laughs> achieve, trying to achieve stuff, defining that. Uh, not dwelling on things, uh, stop denying things, what's going on, what's happening to and right in front of us, and, and find out what's necessary. But let me go back to setting the precedence, because I think that's really, that's really what this thing is about, is trying to get people to set their own precedence, right? And it's, it's hard. Um, yesterday, um, there was a, several conversations. Sometimes, you know, there are things online in my phone will ring. People need a whole lot more clarity in the, the inbox and those kind of things. But um, if you had to set up, no, not if you have to set a precedence today, right? Remember we talked about witnesses, our witnesses. Let me write that down. Remember we've got witnesses in life, y'all people who are watching us, um, people who are, we are role modeling. They, they are, we have to be mindful that there are those may not even be in your family. It could be a neighbor, a neighbor's child. It could be this, that, and the other. Somebody's trying to figure out how you're doing what you're doing, and they, they don't want to ask, right, because we, we, we have built up that kind of rapport with people, don't bother me kind of thing, you know. But we talk about setting precedents. Uh, I'm right now, I'm setting precedents on how people, how we can live, you know. I'm trying to do this thing in a certain way because I know sometime in the future, not today, not yesterday, probably not even tomorrow, but at some time in the future, somebody's going to pick up one of these books that I got out here and, and somebody's going to go through what I've been through, unfortunately, and they're going to remember, well, remember uh, driver said this or driver said we could possibly do that or remember what was that place she mentioned and how did she say setting precedence, setting precedence. When I came on, I didn't, I didn't mind being one of the first bloggers, right? And I remember going to some people that I thought had left a door open and cracked the ceiling and this, that, and the other to get like, can I just talk to you for a moment? When I, when I was, um, when I, before I started blogging, I did, um, research on traditional media, especially African-Americans and I don't too much care for African-Americans, but black people in media, um, I went and I talked to these people, you know, what, what has it been like? What are some of the things that you can't do? Because a lot of times people, we look at the, we look at people in the, in high places or places, you know, we've only deemed them to be high because we think that, that we think what they have set some precedence, right? I remember, I remember going and talking, there was a gentleman I met, I went down to where Dr. King, I'm in Atlanta. So I went down to the MLK corridor. I went over to at the old SC. See, we've got a lot of old and new stuff going on right now. I went to the old SCLC because you, can you can't even walk into the new SCLC. I walked into the old SCLC, 
and I was uh, paired with a, a guy who was the aide, he was the assistant uh, to Dr. King. And I sat and I talked to him and he gave me this list of people that I should talk to to find out about the old Atlanta. 19, I wanted to know about 1963 to 1969 Atlanta, you know, from Kennedy's assassination to Dr. King's assassination and what was going on at that time and why is it that and when we talk about Alabama and Mississippi and all these other places, you know, what was going on in Atlanta? How did all these civil rights people come to live in Atlanta? Because most of them weren't from Atlanta. Well, they came here because Dr. King was the leader of the, this association. A lot of people don't realize that there was any many associations. All of these men and women represented associations, okay? They, just, they weren't just out there as individuals doing these things. Dr. King had his association. De Rev uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson had his association, right? Um, Stokely Carmichael, uh, wait a minute, his new name. Oh, my God, y'all, my brain is, he changed his name. And I've got every every name flowing through my flowing through my head right now. Somebody tell me. Somebody please be on my broadcast and know what Stokely Carmichael changed his name to. I can't get to it because all my devices and I can't remember, can't think. But anyway, he had an association. Um, the one guy. Let me think. Let me get these names together, y'all. Here. Uh, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Because I wasn't going to, I don't know how I got on this. Let me think. Oh, my goodness, I can't. Pullman, Par Pullman Car Porters Association, um, Sleeping Car Association. Um, oh, my God, he came way, up, way before Dr. King and all that. And I, and I, I want to say Rap Bunch. It wasn't Rap Bunch. Um, oh, my God, I can't think of his name. But all of them um, were part of associations, you know, and NAA. CP and all that, but it was many associations. That's how they, you know, John Lewis was part of association. It wasn't that he just got up as a young man to go. How do you think he got the information flowed through the associations? People try to figure out like, how did they think about it? They didn't have, they didn't, they didn't have, um, the internet. They barely had phones. How did they, how did they get the word out on this stuff? Through, you know, through different outlets, small newspapers, um, they were, you know, pe people with newspapers would embed themselves along with the FBI in these organizations and associations. But, you know, and you try to send them a the letter. I mean, the letter from the Birmingham jail. Can you imagine how long it took that letter to be delivered? I hope it was hand delivered. I think it was hand delivered, right? I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, my God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of this guy's name and I can't. But I'm going to have to go do some homework because I'm like, whoa, I can't remember but um, but think about that. Even today, when we have social media, I mean, you could post something and all of a sudden, five days later, like yesterday, I was like, I had a post out there that I put out there over the holiday. And I'm like, all of a sudden yesterday, I guess because um, somebody made a comment and it started, you know how when you make a comment on something, else, it lets people know that you've been tagged or in the comment or this, that and the other. So all of a sudden this post is getting all this engagement and it's too late. It's too late because it has already happened. And people are like, man, and then now people are saying, what? I wish I had known, right? I'm telling you, this, this thing, this, these platforms are, are messing us up. They are going to get us all caught up. So hopefully you have a couple other sources of getting your information. So 
let me look at the time and see where we are. We're right at the 30. And so we're going to go from the top to, top to the bottom and the bottom to the top. This doesn't have to be a long one. It is Friday. And I'm getting ready for the weekend. And I know most people are living for the weekend. How about, this is one of the things. I didn't want to just live for the weekend. I didn't want to have to wait till Saturday and Sunday to enjoy myself. You know, I, I in fact, I don't. The last place you're going to find me out and about doing anything is literally on the weekend. I'm like, it's too hot. It's too many people. I love my personal space. Is it Sunday? Now, you can get me out on a Sunday afternoon because everybody that disrupts life, undermine business models, um, disrupt the hospitality industry, they sleep late on Sunday. So I love a good day party. I love a good Sunday afternoon, uh, matinees, my events, my networking are on Sundays. You know, I don't want nobody up in there with a hangover. It's like, drivers, your events are on Sunday. My events are on Sunday afternoon. What events am I talking about? I'm talking about the social media clinics, which we did a marathon conversation about yesterday. So go and check that out. Um, you see that flyer there on your screen, which I need to now go back and edit and put it back on the other side of the screen. I don't feel like doing all that. And then again, I want to shout out those that support the podcast. You know, we have our supporters. I got to shout out Natural Soap by Zakia, and that's where you should be shopping for Father's Day. Go to naturalsoapbyzakia.com. Use the discount code DRYERBUZZ. And thank you all um, for shouting out that you are getting your soap and you are enjoying your soap. Let me tell you, get your soap for dad because it is dad's sense that sit that you will remember for life. The beard care, um, the um, activated charcoal. Um, she's got some other, if your dad likes the fragrances, she's got some really good masculine fragrances. And then also, guys, listen, uh, I'm a writer. I'm an author. If you want to get your book out there, there is a nation of authors, okay, and they are global and born out of Atlanta, uh, but definitely hitting all points in between around this globe. Listen, I just talked about associations, and let me tell you, AIB Nation, hashtag AIB Nation on whatever platform you're on. Go and find it, follow, join. There's a there's some membership levels if you're in the writing stage, if you're in the publishing stage, if you're in the research stage, if you're ready to get on stage with your book and you're trying to figure out, like, how how did this person, somebody, you're watching the news and somebody you've seen on your timeline is on the news and on the television, you know, for the right reason, on the television show, they're on the stages, is because they're in the place where the information flows, and that's through the associations. And this is the uh, one of the number one, if not the number one, organization and association for authors, and that is authors that are in business, particularly my teachers. I know y'all have got schoolers out, and y'all are on your grind, you're on your hustle, um, trying to catch up what everybody's been doing all year. Listen, you don't have to worry because this is your association. Join the nation, nation of authors and business. Use the hashtag AIB Nation, AIB Nation. So, guys, we're going to get ready to um, jump off here. I got a number of things that I have got to do this week, and especially getting ready for um, the clinics. The opening of the clinics are June the 9th. And I am excited. And as you can see, I sound like I probably need to catch up on some sleep because I've worked on that all day. Yesterday, did that marathon. So what I'm going to do, one of the ways I like to meditate is is getting on that treadmill. So I'm going to go get on the treadmill. 
you know, plan some things out. I've got to, um, I've got a lot of stuff I got to order. I've got to order books because those that are coming to the workshops, they're going to get books because we're going to work out of the book. Uh, that's our curriculum. And the book is called 27 Answers to Create Buzz. If you're going to do the, the webinar, if you, you need to have the book, 27 Answers to Create Buzz is the curriculum for the clinics um, as well as um, I'm doing, I got to record some videos, some I've got a lot to do, but look, that's my comfort zone. That being productive is my comfort zone. Comfort zone. Not doubting myself. I, 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 well, yeah, I still, I still doubt some things. Like coming out of the trauma zone and getting back in front of people. There's a little. There's a whole lot of anxiety. I'm not even gonna lie. There's a whole lot of anxiety there. Um, but my reputation precedes me, and that's the best thing about it. Your, our reputation, guys, will precede us when we set precedents, when we um, fight our doubts, right? When we make sure that our comfort zone, expand your comfort zone. You don't have to go into your comfort zone. Expand your comfort zone. Find your joy. Um, deter the negativity. Um, d- don't let anything discourage you. Be determined. Be determined. Set the expectations. You get to set the expectations because that's what builds on your reputation. Um, mediocre, let, let that 60% be mediocre. Come on into the 30% and let's work our way into the 10%. Because how many of us want to be unbothered? And the only people that are unbothered are the 1%, okay? But we want to experience growth. Um, if you want to experience growth, join me on this. And again, striving, striving and thriving, all that stuff. And I want to take the ING. I'm, I have a goal, y'all. I, it, it's a, it's a, such a simple goal, but it's something I set that I realize I can be mindful of. Mindful. Write that down. Okay? It's something I can be mindful of. I don't want, I have said to myself, Yolanda, You've got to stop using the word be, B-E. I don't even know if that's a real word. And for me, it's a trigger. It triggers back to um, stereo, stereotype. I put it that way. Using the word be triggers, the, stereo, triggers um, the feelings, anxieties of a stereotype to me. And I want to take I-N-G off my words, right? I don't want to be thinking. I want to think and have the thought, right? Because that ing is is a status is a it, it's a, it's a place where it's an in between to me right it's it's action true enough but I want to get to the past tense you've got your pretense present tense past tense right and that's what and when I'm reading I see it a lot and I know when I'm posting I see it a lot and I I oftentimes will go when I review before I hit that post button. I go back and I'm like, I take those out. I take out the ING because there's a level of ownership, right? I don't want to say I'm writing. I want to say I wrote that, right? I'm going to, I, I understand. I just, I'm trying to check myself. Hey, Drea, I'm trying to check myself to make sure that I am accomplishing. Uh-oh, that's our word, accomplishment. What's the accomplishment, right? C-O-M-P. Okay, that is stop because my half my brain is not woke yet right I want to be able to say and I'm looking checking people coming in I want to be able to say that I've done it not that I'm thinking about it not that I'm going to do it not that it's far off I don't even have any far off plans 
I don't have end of the year. I know I've got a season. I'm in the season. I'm in the moment. I am right now in the moment. So when I put ing on my words, we're talking about language here, right? We're talking about how freeing the language is on this thing. I'm going to write down language. I love that language is coming through on a couple of these journal moments, right? I'm trying to make my language. I'm trying to empower myself. Empower. Write that down. We haven't wrote that in a minute. I'm trying to empower myself in my language, in the words, because those are the things that we tie on ourselves that we feel like we're not in our comfort zone. So I don't want to ing nothing, because I want to. I want to get through that. I want to. That's a hurdle. That's a state, status, status. That's a, a a state of being, right? And I'm like being ing. I don't like that state of being. I don't want to always be in that state. That's what I'm trying, not status. I don't want, it's a state, right? I don't want to be in that state, right? So I don't want to, I have to, I have to take that out. I'm trying to think of some of the, some of the, um, some of the ways in which, um, I was, I was using those words, but I know. So in my writing, when I'm trying to write these things and I go back and I look and I see the word be, and I see, because in order to say ing, Oftentimes that word is preceded by the word be, right? Okay, it shouldn't be. Um, and, I, and the only thing coming to mind right now is cooking. And and I want to say I cooked. You know, I, I just wanted I want to change the tense of it. I want I want to get to a point. And it's funny that that is the word. Isn't that right? Tense, past tense, present tense, past tense. I wanna I want another tense on my life, right? I want another. I want to have, because that means that I've accomplished it, right? I want to add, take off the I-N-G and add E-D. Um, what is it? Can, can, give me one of those old school rock songs, y'all. Remember remember the and button or and the and the all those little things that they used to do? Somebody was talking about that the other day. Uh, but that's what I, I want. That's what this is about. Having accomplished something. And as long as the ing is on there, like I'm studying this, I'm researching that. I want to say I studied in that. I researched that. You know, hey, eco coming in. I want, I want to take off the ing. So that's your exercise. That's the our exercise today. If you want to join me in that, I'm writing that off to the side so I'll know the tense. What tense are you? What state of tense? There we go. State of tense. That's the name of this podcast. The state of tense. What state or tent of tense are you in? Is that is that a thing? If, if it's not, I mean, you know, listen. There's nobody out there that's saying that we can't change up the language. Because if you say it enough, they'll put it in a dictionary. Okay, that's what they've been doing. It's like a lot of stuff in there. Schoolhouse rock moment. I know. That's what I'm saying. I want to change the state of tense. Right. That's why I wanted to, especially as it relates to my trauma zone. Versus the comfort zone. I want to get back to the comfort zone. But rather than thinking I can go back. Because you can't really go back. I'm never going to go back. Because I don't have my mom. So I can't. All of that. It's like that was that side of life. But now I can create a new comfort zone. Right. I can create a, I can create a space in which I exist. And here's what I'm doing. When I created the. Um. Okay, good. Somebody's asking me. Somebody's commenting on something. Um, say, for instance, when I talk about doing, you know, the workshops and in this new life of mine, 
I'm like, you know, you can't stop, right? I can't stop um, giving of this kind of service and doing these workshops. And, and I can't tell you how many people have been in a state of waiting, I-N-G, on me to get well enough to get back in front of people to share the wisdom. Write that down, okay? Because that's what I do. I share the wisdom. I go out and learn how to do all this stuff and share the wisdom. Let me tell you, honey, for the past four years, I've been referring people, go to this person, go to that person. Okay, I'm no, I'm, my, 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 I'm closed for business. My closed for business sign been out so long, it done faded, right? And I can, and people, and I'm like, no, I don't, people ask me, do you do this? And no, I don't do that anymore. I don't do this. And I'm like, I got to stop. I got to stop. It's time to get back. And no, I, in fact, I'm not even the one that said it. My family is like, okay, enough. And they didn't really say enough. They said, we understand. But can, you, can we ease into this? Can we ease into that? And I saw the joy it brought them to see me online again and live streaming and, and in the kitchen and in the city and going to events. And now I got the workshops, honey. You should see the smiles on the faces around here. Mama, Mama done put her higher side back out. She has put her open for business side back out. And she's podcasting everything. You are, we are, y'all ever wonder, like, I got interrupted yesterday because Patty Betty was like, um, okay, can I get you today? You know, but let me just tell you guys, listen, let's go from the bottom, from the top. Let's see, yeah, right at 40. Let's get ready to get out of here. We're going to try to do a 45. So today we're talking about your state of tense, where, your state of being. State of being, and, and we'll put being in parentheses up under there. Because um, remember, we don't want to do ING, right? But we want to know, what, what's your state of tense? State of tense, because I don't even want to use ING. Throughout the day, I want you to think about the tense that you are putting on, the words that you, where you are setting precedence for yourself and your reputation, right? What do people always expect of you? They expect that you're late. They expect that you're early. They expect that you're going to be on time. They expect that you're going to disappoint them. They expect that you're going to say no. They were already set up. They just know within themselves, I got to ask one more time. They already know you're going to say no. And then what? You flip a yes on them and they like shock, right? How, 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 how much can you shock people today? How much can you shock people today by, by just being, how, how, you're going to make eye contact. And they're like, wait, you looking at me? Well, you, they look around like, you looking at me? Like, yeah, I'm giving you my attention. Right? I'm not, I'm not half listening to what you're saying. I'm all in. Let, let's do that. Be, be all in with at least one person today. And, and start with yourself. Be all into yourself. Look at yourself. How many of you have, when was the last time you really looked at yourself? I had to look at myself. I'm like, oh my God. I got to listen to myself. I had to go back. I had to post some podcast clips, right? I'm like, I got to go listen to myself. Oh my God, right? Because that's when we know all the, that's when all the doubts and stuff slip in to the comfort zone, the joy. Um, be determined, stop deterring people, yourself particularly. Um, the expectations are what you're rep, based on your reputation. Um, mediocre, it's okay to be mediocre. And sometimes you're going to be mediocre. Sometimes I'm going to come on here and be on here for five minutes. And I'm like, I got to go. Um, but if you want growth, if you want growth, You've got to set a precedence. If you want growth, and I think the majority, no, I'm not even going to say the majority of the people. I know a good 30%, good 30% want growth. 30% trying to keep themselves out of the 60%. We are holding on for dear life. 
trying not to fall back into that pack. Um, striving. I want us, that's, I want, that's an ING. So we definitely got to work on that. All right. Uh, achieved. Notice I didn't say achieving. I said achieve. Define. Don't dwell. Try not to dwell in one place too long or on one thing too long. You know, find out the meaning of it and keep it moving. Um, deny. You know, I'm not going to deny that we are in these places and we end up there. Hey there, that says uh, Bakery, Lenore's Bakery, welcome in. Um, witnesses, we have witnesses. You are witnessing, you're witnessing me. Somebody's witnessing you, it's a cycle, it goes on and on. So think about your witnesses. Be mindful of what's going on around us. Be mindful of the language that we are using as we describe the things that we want out of life, where we are in life, what we're doing. Are you using language that, you know, it might be motivational and inspirational and something you should strive for, but what's the real? If, if, if something such as the real thing can be applied to the language you're using, like, you know, a lot of us like to think that we're mentally wealthy or mentally rich or mentally middle class, but yet we're holding on for dear life, struggling, I-N-G, okay, striving, um, uh, trying to survive instead of surviving, you know, all of those things. If the, depending on the language, you know, are you, what did I say? How did I get here? Mindful, be mindful of the, of the language. Let the language at least be true so that you can be true with what you need to do. Um, I told you my writing was horrible today. Uh, I got to get some oxygen, empower. I got to get some oxygen to this brain of mine. Um, empowering. A. Philip Randolph. Lord, thank you, Jesus. I knew the name was dancing on my tongue. I kept thinking Ralph Bunch. A. Philip Randolph. A. Philip Randolph. We don't talk about him. We were talking about Dr. King earlier in case somebody came in. But, uh, and I was talking about all the different associations. Um, and we oftentimes leave out A. Philip Randolph, but A. Philip Randolph has a lot to do with what the labor laws are. The fact that you got a weekend, you know, those, those labor unions and, and all those different things, because work in a sense used to be seven days a week, all day long, every day, all day kind of thing. Very much like, uh, what it was to be enslaved. I don't even want to use the word slavery anymore. I want to use the word enslaved because I want us to get back to thinking and knowing that those were humans in this process and not as American history is being rewritten as if people came here to help this country. Nobody came here to help these folk. That people were kidnapped. Scholars were kidnapped and brought here. Their sciences stolen from them. Their education stolen from them. We people talk about, oh, well, we, they weren't taught to read. They knew how to read. There was a law against them reading. People who think that, oh, well, you know, black people didn't do this kind of work and didn't do that kind of work. Well, there was a law against, there was written and unwritten laws that kept black people from working side by side with people. And, and they would come and try to, you know, steal all of the innovation from those that were enslaved and take ownership. Look at the Jack Daniels. And I love me some whiskey. Jack Daniels whiskey. Um, and I'm like, every sip, I would say, it's a, it's a brother up in here somewhere. I know. Okay. Because I know. And then finally now the unearthed truth is coming 
because uh, no longer is it no longer is it satisfactory to just have the white man in the media in the story, right? It's like there's when the lion gets the storyteller, the hunter will no longer have the better part of the story. I'm sorry, that's an African proverb that our people have passed along all these different stories and proverbs. Okay, y'all run around here trying to be. The proverb out the, out the Bible that was written against you. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Stop. That's not what y'all subscribe to. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. They were like, you need to be a Proverbs uh, woman. And I'm like, have you ever read Proverbs? I'm just saying. Okay. Can y'all just go? Can you read all of them? Okay. It was, I read somebody, I was like, look, I got a Bible right here. I got somebody gave me a Bible, wanted me to be a Proverbs woman. And I started reading. I was like, let me read these Proverbs. Y'all. Anybody out there that is that is a comedian, if you need a routine, go get on stage and go through those proverbs. Y'all, that is so funny. I'm like, how many ways did people need to be told to do the same thing? How many? How many ways? We're talking about language right here, right? Again, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. It's a bunch of them, and they say the same thing literally in so many different ways. You needed all of that to tell you just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. So, But there are another set of Proverbs that I subscribe to, and one of those is the one that I blog by. Here come the leaf blower, so we really got to go. But when the lion gets a storyteller, the hunter no longer has the better part of the story. You are out here trying to live by the hunter's story. You are out here trying to set precedents based on what the hunter has said you can do. Listen. Okay, and I, let me tell you, and I don't even like the lions. I, I'm like, well, hell, I, I favor the elephants. So I like the elephant in the room because when the elephant is in the room, what's in the room? The truth. People always say, well, let's deal with the elephant in the room. I don't like lions. Stomp them out too. I don't like lions. King of the jungle, my. Okay, the king of the jungle ain't even, that's, precedent, that's another precedence that somebody said. They ain't even king of the jungle. Because there's stuff out there going after them, too. But the elephants, honey, they are roaming free. They roam together. I like, they roam in a, I like that tribe, honey. The women work together to take care of the kids. You can't get with a woman, a female elephant, unless you go through the male that's in charge. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all, it's a whole documentary. Go out there and watch Echo the Elephant. And not only that. Um, there was a woman back in the day that they gave a whole lot of money to to go over and study these elephants. And in the early days of the internet, her research was out there, but her research uh, was used um, to disrupt poor communities. So they, they sent this woman who loved animals. They'd sent her to go do this research on these elephants. And then they then therefore used her research um, to hurt communities in America to create the juvenile elephant that we oftentimes see in our communities. That's in that 60%. That's a full on, um, uh, experiment that took place, right? She got a lot of money. She got to go play with, follow around these elephants. Um, they also, at the same time she was doing that, they conducted these, this experiment where they, they separated the elephants. They took all the, the baby elephants and put them in a faraway land by themselves to see how they would come up. And they ended up killing off a rhino. Well, an elephant shouldn't kill a rhino. Well, the elephants was taking out the rhinos because they had become juveniles. They didn't know how to be 
Why they didn't know how to deal with their testosterone, so they had this overwhelming um, res- reservoir of testosterone, and they were tearing, they were tearing up stuff. So what the way they resolved this problem was, they then went and got some of the bull elephants, which was the big, strong male elephants who was in the original land, and brought them over and put them in, put them in to role model for the juvenile elephants, right? Because they were like, oh my God, we done messed up the whole entire planet, right? This thing is going, got, getting out of hand. Elephants are killing rhinos. That's something, the rhinos are supposed to be able to get away from everything, right? So they brought in the bull elephants, and, in, and so then the young elephants, the juvenile elephants were looking like, because the juvenile elephants, you know, they didn't have the, they didn't have, they were attacking everything. So they didn't know what it meant to have that kind of lifespan. This sounds familiar, right? Because you're thinking about all the, all the little young black men out there, right? So the juvenile elephants are looking at these big elephants, looking at each other like, man, I didn't even know we get that. We get that big, we get that, we can, wait, we can get that big. We can become that old. How, you know, so they're looking at these big elephants. They're like, wait a minute. He's not, he's not attacking the rhinos. So they were like, wait, you know, look at his tusks and, and looking at him. You know, they're like, wait a minute. Because instantaneously seeing a huge elephant, when you, here you are, y'all killing each other before you even get to a right middle age, okay, before you even get to an adult, y'all killing each other off. Then you see what an adult elephant, an OG looks like, and you're like, wait a minute. They instantly stopped fighting. They instantly stopped attacking one another. They were like, I want to be big and strong like him. So then they were like, well, no, because naturally, we're as young, we're supposed to challenge the old. You knew is supposed to challenge the old. So the bull elephants, the hierarchy is, you're supposed to challenge all the while you're growing. You're supposed to challenge me. And the day will come where you will overwhelm me. But when you overwhelm me in all those challenges along the way, you will learn that you will learn all that I know. So when you overcome me, all that I know will transfer into you. And when you become the leader, you're able to lead. We got people out here becoming leaders that can't lead. They can't get you nowhere. You're following them because they are the quote unquote influencer. They done bought enough following and you're like, oh, I, I, I like them. I, they got all these people. I'm going to follow them. Right. And then they can't lead you nowhere. You out here now walking around. You got no edges. You're bald. Your skin is ridiculous. Okay. I threw that in there too because that's a, that's a lesson. So anyway, do you know that within two weeks, Within two weeks of the juvenile elephants seeing and engaging with the bull elephants that the killing stopped. The ING fell off the kill. No more kill. And then they were able to now bring in or take them back or bring in. I don't think they could transport them back bring in the female elephant and then they learned this is how this is how this thing works you don't you don't just get this big you don't just get this old without knowledge we got too many people out here getting big getting old without knowledge leave them in that 60 percent we got people out here now walking around sitting looking at three devices i have seen people with a device in their hand still talking about i don't know what do you not know 
What do you not know in this day and age? How are you still getting it wrong when you can access some of the most brilliant minds out there? The smartest person walking the planet has social media. Ask them something. And guess what? If they don't answer, somebody's going to see your ask and answer you. That's why we talk about our witnesses. We've got to be more mindful about our witnesses. Let me tell you, when I came across, and see, I came across that experiment because I love researching stuff. I'm like, I don't like the lion. I don't like the tiger. I don't like the um, king of the jungle. I don't like the lion king. I watched that. That thing was on the other night. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I always thought this was more soulful. Now, I haven't gone to see the play, but I have been at, I have been at events where we, they, they perform like snippets of it. Because I don't like the lion. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. And I'm sitting there like watch, trying to watch the Lion King. And I'm like, I thought they were, I thought this had a little more soul to it. Because they, I mean, they stole the song. You know, they stole the song. Y'all, y'all, there's a documentary on Netflix right now. And I, y'all, I'm hoping that Netflix don't, don't flip. Um, Netflix is doing some underhanded stuff. Of course, we all know. Thanks to Monique, we all know. And I know I was like, ooh, black people getting good deals now. Yeah, thanks to Monique. But um, Netflix, Netflix is doing a little bit of black facing over there. When you open up your menu, if your household is black or you pursue black content on there, they'll show you a thumbnail that's got the black, the one black character that comes in for five minutes in the movie. So you'll watch the movie. So be mindful of that. Uh, and make sure that you rate, make sure, let me tell y'all, honey, please rate this stuff. Okay. Rate. You need to rate your, your ride share ride. You drivers, you need to rate your riders. Let me tell you, we're in a radius society out here. That was my first time. Watch, that was my first time. Watch, and I didn't even finish watching it. Cause I was disgusted with it. I was like, mm, this don't even sound right. You know, I thought that, I thought I was going to hit the drums. It's going to free my soul, honey. I'm that kind of person. I'm not, you can't entertain, you just can't entertain me with anything. You can't, you can't, you know, but I, I like the elephants. I'm an elephant person. Find out what you are and who you are. Don't, you don't have to subscribe. I'm not only here to convince y'all to subscribe to what I subscribe to. When we come on, I tell you, I subscribe to a journaling moment. I subscribe to starting each day with a blank page, right? So if you mad at me about something yesterday, you know, hey, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I really don't. Um, cause this is a new day, right? And I know I don't, I know I'm, I'm not out there leaving any trails, um, that I need to apologize for or make any disclaimers or any side effects, but, and, and telling you what I, what I'm not here to do this. That's not even a disclaimer because I know that some of you are witnessing and you're looking, you're saying, well, if this happens in, in the order of her life and if she's able to continue with all that she's been through, maybe I should subscribe to some of the things that she, that's on you. I'm just telling you, this is what I subscribe to. And guess what? I get to get out of bed each and every day. I get to get out of bed, but it's a learning process. And it didn't happen until the, fir- until the first broadcast. So I came on live and, and did the first broadcast. And like I said, if I wasn't talking to y'all, I'd be sitting here talking to my guardian angels, good Lord above myself, the dog, you know, the dog don't got where he don't want to hear it no more. So he go in the other room because he, he wake up like, oh, she finna go live. Let me go. Right. But I'm just saying, subscribe to something, subscribe to something. Find, find what you need to witness. I will tell you watching that documentary, let me tell you, there was a, and there was a video that went viral the other day, but in the echo of the elephant, something I saw when I was trying to understand women and how, you know, because 
in my in my eyes and what I subscribe to and all that I believe, I humanly believe that women can save the world. I honestly believe it. But yet we don't do it each and every day. You know, uh, I'm, I love the women marches and all those kinds of things. But I know also, too, that we live in a society and in a world where I have had to um, gain some clarity as whether or not you believe me to be a woman or not. Uh, Sojourner already warned me that, you know, she had walked into this room full of women and had to ask the question, ain't I a woman? Well, that's still going on today. I understand we had the women's suffrage movement, but then you still went on and allowed women who look like me to suffer. So, you know, I'm going to be hard pressed to wear that banner or to call myself a feminist. Somebody asked me that the other day we were doing our podcast and they were like, are you guys feminists? I'm like, honey, we are having a conversation. So I'm hard pressed. I'm hard pressed to wear that banner because I know you also voted to have laws that I couldn't have, that I couldn't exercise my brilliance, certain things I couldn't do with my family. So I'm hard pressed to wear that. I'm hard pressed. I'm hard. I am hard pressed. And y'all are, and most of them seem to be hard pressed to convince us that we are women. So whatever, you know, but, um, I was saying that and I was trying to go somewhere with it. Let me tell you. Oh, echo. Let's go back to echo. I was trying to understand women. And this is why I said, I don't, I don't mess with them lions. Okay. Because in echo, echo was a young elephant. One of the women in the, in the herd, what did they call them? Herds. Um, one, one of the young elephants was trying to get with this female elephant. And in order to get with the female elephant, he had to challenge, you know, the father and who had the daughters. And, you know, and the, the women and the women rode together. The men, you know, they ran the perimeter. Right. And so he kept trying to break the perimeter. He's like, dude, uh, uh-uh, out here with us, you know, you get, get back over here. But, you know, it was that time. He was like, oh, she doing a little something, something, you know, it's that time. And, and meaning that he had picked her. He, he didn't pick that one. Well, if you pick that one, you got to go through him, then you got to go through him, and then you got to go through him, and you can have her, right? And you watch this in this documentary, right? And so he went through, he took that one down. He was like, okay, you're getting closer, you're getting closer. And he took that one down, and he was like, so by the time it came to the bit, when he was like, have at it. You done, you done did what you're supposed to do. You've learned some lessons. You're, you're, so anyway, she went on to have a baby. This is these elephants, y'all. So she went on to have a baby. Okay. And so when she had a baby, the women went through the, the females, went, not women, the females went through the thing of nurturing her while she was pregnant and having a baby. So lo and behold, because the one that picked her was a good, strong elephant. And so the baby come out, the baby was quality, right? So being that the baby was quality, this other herd was like, oh, they got a, they, somebody that had a quality baby over there. They proceed to set up to kidnap the baby. Y'all, the elephants did the elephants. These, they a mess. Talk, this is drama, y'all. It's drama. So they were at the watering hole and, you know, everybody spread. Now they done went on their trek to find to get to the watering hole. So she and the baby at the watering hole. So they, the other herd noticed, oh, they all spread out. So she and her baby at the watering hole. And all of a sudden, two or three of the other herd, they come and they put a circle around the baby. Let her know, no, we taking this baby. He coming with us. And they proceed to scoot him on off. 
Honey, she let out some whales and she started alerting them. And these females come rolling up, y'all. And they, she telling them what that these women walking off with her, these females walking off with her, they literally walking off with her baby. And she, and y'all, I watched these elephants. Let me tell you what they did. They let out a call and everybody stopped. And they were like, you want them? Come and get them. And so they over there in a circle around the baby. So the, her herd, they lined up side by side. And I mean, these are big women, okay? So they lined up side by side, like we're coming. And they went to charge at them. And they were like, oh, wait, they're they trying to fight back. Honey, when I tell you they went charging at them, they, get, they disband that circle around that baby. That baby came running back, and they stood there and looked. You, you, this ain't what you want. They took off, honey, and she got her baby. Then you get to watch her and her baby reunite. But I just remember our community used to be that way. We used to be that way. As women, we used to be that way. I remember growing up, you, couldn't, you just couldn't roll up on our neighborhood. You couldn't roll up on our block. You know, you just couldn't do it. And I was like, man... And I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, we have lost that. And I know that we have lost that because at that time when I was peeping this experiment and watching these videos, there was a lot of loss in our community of women, of of black black mothers, and this pain that they're going through with the loss of their children, not just with the um, police brutality, but just the whole prison complex and school to school to prison pipeline and, and the health concerns and all of this stuff. And I'm like, we got these women out here. And I remember one time I got this call from this lady and she was saying she needed some help with her son. And she had witnessed, she had witnessed that I was, um, that I had done this story on how the community had come together to help this other mother. And I asked her um, if she saw that going on, why didn't she step in also? Because had she, and I had to let her know, had she not just witnessed it, but became a part of it, the resources that she then expected I had that I would give her, she would already have them her son might not have been in that same predicament had she done this, helped out this mother, had she saw um, herself in that mother, then she wouldn't see herself in that mother. Now, Hey artists, welcome in from the West coast. So that's what we, that's where we are. When we talk about this thing, how to see ourselves, we got to go y'all. We're over. Um, but that's what that's where we are. That's when you talk about how to get out of bed. If you can't get out of bed, you've probably witnessed something and you don't know the answer to it and you don't know how to process it and you don't know that you can get beyond it, right? That's usually what's going on. But guess what? If you if you get out of bed, when you get out of bed, you will be able to process it. You will see that others have been where you are. That some of us have been through it. And came on through it and left breadcrumbs for you to follow. Some of us have been through it. And the leaf blower is definitely coming. So I know we got to go. But the lesson I just gave you came from somebody who got a whole lot of money and bought some cameras and went out there. Because, mind you, I'm watching this drama unfold with these elephants. But I'm also thinking, damn, who paid for this? (laughs) 
I'm like, what kind of funding did they get, did this woman get, that she could go out here and just ride around and track these elephants and then come back and tell, who wanted this data? Because, you know, it's all about the data. I'm like, who wanted this data? Who wanted this this research, you know, and what did they do with it? And I'm like, wait a minute, when I think about these juvenile elephants, I think about these juveniles in our community. I think about these, how we are defined by these zip codes, right? Where you guys live, do, are, y'all, are y'all defined by the zip codes? Do y'all, I don't know, I know here in the South, it, 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 and even not, not so much now, but it, when I was growing up, um, um, you, you, anytime you see a map, let me tell y'all something. Anytime you go, if you go somewhere and there's a map, be mindful there's an agenda. Okay. If you ever gone somewhere and you wonder like, why is there a map? I used to work with this organization that came out of the Carter Center, President Carter's initiative, his legacy as far as him being president. And, uh, and, and they had, they, they had somebody spend all this time drawing up these maps. And I kept like, why, why the maps? What's up with the maps, right? Well, the maps was the way that they could study the design and the agendas that went on based on these uh, particular communities, right? So, you know, that's, that's why you have to be mindful of these maps. And I like the fact that I know people, I know people um, pick at people who don't know their geography. I like that people don't know their geography. I like that they don't have borders. Right. Because I, I, I'm that person. I flip the script on everything. There was a video going viral where they was asking people to name places on the map. But see, when I was growing up, we could name we could tell you what everything that was on the globe. Right. But at the same time, a lot of that, there were so many agendas based on those borders. There were so many agendas. I live in Atlanta. We used to say Atlanta, Fulton County. Right. Where do you live? Atlanta, Fulton County. Well, that just basically let people know how to discriminate. Because there was a lot of discrimination going on in Atlanta, particularly Fulton County. When I went to, to the um, Museum of, of, of Civil, not Museum, Peace and Justice Museum, the Peace and Justice Monument, right? Well, that's the lynching museum. That's the lynching monument where they, they, they have defined, they have, um, a pay, they're paying homage to all of those that white America lynched, right? And so it's defined by the county. When you go there and you walk through, on those pillars, each of those pillars is uh, a county and each and, and, and carved in those pillars are the names of the people that were lynched in those counties. Right. And so that's the way it was. So I like the fact that you don't know what county you live in. I like the fact that you don't know what zip code you live in because we don't mail anything now. So most people don't even pay attention that they live in a certain zip code because in my day, um, I, I grew up, I, Grew up in two zip codes in Atlanta. I lived in, um, well, my parents lived in 30311. Well, I guess I lived in 30311. Um, and that was an area of integration. And yet my grandparents uh, lived in one of the original black neighborhoods, became an original black neighborhood because um, of gentrification in their original neighborhood, which now people call New, New Fourth Ward. They like to call it Old Fourth Ward, but I don't, get, I don't allow them to do that. They live in new, y'all live in new fourth ward. My parents lived and were raised and born in old fourth ward. And so let me take a sip. Okay. So in old Atlanta, everything was defined by counties and, and zip codes. 30318, um, 
there was so much of an agenda placed on 303.18, poisons, um, trash, dump, um, um, oh my God, there's so many things. It was, they, they really thought that the young people who, who of 303.18 was going to end up in prison. They literally built Georgia prisons based on populations uh, that would come out of particular zip codes. And I remember as a child in school, there was a group that came through and they were on a tour. And I remember hearing some of the conversation that they were having and they were talking, they literally, literally mentioned that how many boys were in the school. And they, I heard them say about how many of them were expected not to graduate and would end up in prison. Now, mind you, that did not happen with my generation simply because there was so much outreach to go against that agenda that was set up for that zip code that to this day, the majority of us are entrepreneurs. Okay. The majority and the majority of the men did not go to prison. Many of them went on to the military, became entrepreneurs, have their own businesses. They became firemen. Overwhelmingly, a number of young men uh, in my generation became worked for the fire department, became firemen, um, went into the military, um, worked for companies. These, that was we were the last of the generation. They are now retiring, working for companies for thirty years. Albeit from school to prison pipeline started at that time, and, and that's when they were trying to perfect the prison, the school to prison pipeline um, with us. Um, and they realized later on, well, they had too many resources. They didn't end up in prison because they had too many resources. Unfortunately for the next generation, realizing that and the way they realized this thing by the people who accept grant money, when you accept grant money, go out and do this research like the lady that did the elephant research. And they end up using her data. You know, President Clinton was one putting a lot of money in research and data, and he then used that data to pull all the resources from the community, and he then perfected the school-to-prison pipeline. So all of those kids in those zip codes, particularly 30318 under Clinton, those young men uh, and women ended up in prison. And uh, it was very hard for those who didn't end up prison, in prison to fight through because they and, and live and survive their communities because they didn't have the resources we have had the girls and the boys and girls clubs, um, the, the camps, you know, like when the summertime came, we had camps. So they have to get didn't have to trek across town or out of the net. We didn't have to go out of the neighborhood for anything. But the generation behind us, they wanted so they had to go out of the neighborhood for everything. Even if they couldn't move, they had to be bused across. They're like busing came back because, you know, the communities, particular zip codes, uh, everything was ripped out uh, so that they could grow the prison population because in America's mindset, they thought competing in today, which was the future back then, they thought the way to compete today was going to be through prison labor. Ha ha, y'all were wrong. That ain't the way to compete because other countries have lifted their entire poor out of poverty through technology. And now America's at the point of having to rush rush technology out to rural areas because they wanted to continue slavery, enslavement, not slavery, enslavement. Use that word, y'all, we changed that. Uh, they wanted to continue forms of enslavement uh, because they thought that was going to be the way for America to stay 
as a world leader. And as you see, now we have, now we're here. I'll just put it that way. Now we're here. Here comes relief door, getting everything done uh, outside. So I'm going to have to go ahead and get off here. We're already over a lot of conversation, y'all, going into the weekend. Um, but you, what's your state of tense? What's your state of tense? Um, what are you, I, how much are you putting ING on? You know, I'm coming. Why aren't you there already? I'm going. Why haven't you gone? You know, I'm cooking. Why haven't you cooked? You know, I, I'm going to say that to you all day. I'm going to say it on your post. I'm going to say it to my kids. I'm going to say it to everybody. I-N-G. Stop it. Get it Get it done. Get it done. Thank you guys so much. Again, um, if you're shopping for Father's Day, y'all need to go. And this is probably going to be, you know, um, Zakia's ships on Saturdays. So if you want to order for Dad, if you want to order for Dad, uh, I think this Saturday is probably going to be the last of the shipping. If you want to get Dad some natural soap. AIB Nation has a retreat coming up. If you want to join the Nation of Authors, they do have a retreat coming up. It's going to be an awesome retreat. Um, if you're in Atlanta or around Atlanta, no, wherever you are, get to this retreat. Um, and But go on the platform that you're on and check out AIB Nation, hashtag AIB Nation, to join a nation of authors so that you can leverage um, what you're ri- not writing, what you wrote, what you wrote. Um, and, and, and get there. All right, guys, thank you so much. I don't have my, my video cause it's not playing. And also, um, on the ninth is the social media clinics. We are offering a one in a webinar form, which is going to be a highlight of all three clinics. The webinar happens on the following Tuesday. So if you're coming to Atlanta in Atlanta, the vendor workshop is two 30 on Sundays. That's a meetup, small group meetup. Um, so they are selling out, and I think there's only two left on that vendor, not vendor, the streaming workshop, I believe. Is it the vendor or the streaming? One of them, there's only two left. I think it's vendor. Um, the streaming clinic is 4.30 on Sundays. Um, no, none of this is going to be live streamed. You have to catch the webinar the following Tuesday. And the social media for business, that one is open to business owners, particularly those of you who have a brick and mortar or who can come to a 7 a.m. workshop. That's going to be a 7 a.m. workshop. So you are ready when you open at 9. Okay. All right. I think that's all that I have to tell you guys today. Thank you so much. Uh, In the Kitchen with Dryer Bus returns for season two on Wednesdays. And you get to drop your phone and pick up your remote and watch on television, on your television. All you need to do is go and get your apps. If you don't have a smart TV, Make sure you get a smart device so that you can watch us. After you watch Red Table Talk, we'll be live in the kitchen. All right, let me see what else. I think that's it. All right, guys, uh, from the top to the bottom, no doubts. Expand your comfort zone. Don't let it be a place that you have to retreat to. Find your joy. Let nothing deter you or discourage you. Be determined. Your expectation uh, sets your reputation and I told you, I'm like, writing, oh, my God, what is that? Mediocre. You don't have to be mediocre. If You can't be mediocre if you want to experience growth. Set some precedents in your thriving, um, in achieving. Define. Don't dwell. Define. Don't dwell nor deny. And do first what's necessary. Do first what's necessary because people are witnessing, not witnessing, that you have witnesses. Witnesses. So be mindful uh, in your accomplishments is your change up your language 
And then also change of your language will empower you and you will gain the wisdom that you need, y'all. And so our exercise for the day is just to study our state of tense. Study your state of tense. Pre-tense, present tense, past tense. Um, you know, study this, your state of being. Where are you? Where are you in what you are trying to achieve? I wanted to do a seven-day-a-week podcast, and I found the thing that I could talk about each and every day, and that is this, and I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Those of you, I love seeing your names coming in, popping in, and hanging out with me. Those of you inviting followers and sharing, uh, it is much appreciated. Yesterday, our topic was a bit about appreciating. Let people know that you appreciate them, uh, being sensitive to that we talked about that you are appreciated all right y'all have a great day bye go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on twitter instagram and facebook it's all about the buzz yeah.